everyone, and welcome to the Purpose Unstoppable podcast, where we're encouraging you to step out to fulfill the calling and purpose that God has placed upon your life with boldness. My name is Tiffany Hill, and today, you guys, we have an actual warning from God. God has given us a warning in this word, and I'm going to speak to you about the what the warning is in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. But we're going to speak about it right after we finish praying. So let's go into prayer really quickly. Father God, we come before you, Lord. We honor you, we worship you, we adore you, Lord. We know that there's no one else like you, Father God. There's no one that can even be compared to you, Lord. We thank you for being our creator, Lord. Lord, I thank you for allowing your people to come and listen to what you have spoken on today. And I ask that you bless their homes, Lord. Bless their families, Lord. And I cover them with the blood of Jesus Christ from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And Lord, as for me, allow your people to hear your word, Father God, as I am decreasing your increase. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So we're coming from the book of Revelations, chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. So before I set up the context for for you to let you know what's going on, I want you to understand the importance of knowing about the spiritual realm and the natural realm. The spiritual realm is so very real. It's more real than we even understand. It's more real than that natural realm that we actually are living in today. And so... Anything that manifests in the natural realm, it first has to begin or start in the spiritual realm. So that's why we have to begin to understand our authority as believers in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. That when we begin to to speak a word, to speak stuff, manifestation happens. If we go back to the beginning of the, the Bible, the book of Genesis, we see that God spoke things into existence. He spoke heaven and earth into existence and then it happened. It first happened in the, nat- the spiritual realm, and then it manifested in the natural realm. So we are very powerful. We have to understand the power and authority that we have been given as believers in Jesus Christ. But on the other hand of this, is that Satan actually has power and authority also. But his power and authority do not trump our power and authority. We have more power and authority as believers in Jesus Christ. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. But what we must know is how to operate in our authority, how to use our words to to support what God is doing in our lives, the will of to align ourselves with the will of God for our lives, how to speak words, speak scripture out loud, how to speak what God has already spoken over your life in your private time with him, how to speak good things out loud, how to speak good words out of your mouth so that those words can begin to manifest in your life rather than the things that are going against the will of God for your life. When you begin to speak in line with the will of God for your life, your angels then are on assignment to respond to your word, to make it happen. So in this particular text, I wanted to only outline these four particular um, verses because we're only going to speak about the spiritual realm and the natural realm, but it's actually a warning that God has given us. So what's happening in this particular chapter between these verses is that God has given John the apostle a vision and the vision that he's given him is from God's perspective. It's how God sees in the spiritual realm and what God is seeing, God is seeing an actual beast that comes out of the sea that has been given great power and authority and a position from Satan and the role of this particular spirit that God has showed and revealed to John the spirit wants you to oppose God. The spirit is opposing God. That means it was blaspheming God, going against God, so that you can begin to worship Satan, which is idolatry. 
So in the spiritual sense, we have, I hope that you got an understanding of the spiritual sense of things. So now let's move over to the, the natural realm. In order for a spirit to attach itself to us, we have to open ourselves up for the enemy to attack us in a particular area of our lives. And this particular spirit that I'm speaking of that came from out of the sea, that was a beast, is called the Leviathan spirit. And the Leviathan spirit is a spirit of pride. So this spirit attached itself to this man because he opened up himself to pride. If you want to read a little bit more about the spirit of pride, the Leviathan spirit, you can go to Job chapter 41. You can go to Isaiah 27 and verse 1 and also Psalm 74 verses 13 and 14. So this particular person opened himself up for the spirit of pride to attach itself to him. And so in the natural sense, this spirit attached itself to this man. And now what we see is a man and, a, and what God sees is a spirit to attach to this man that's allowed, that's having this man to do the things that he's doing, going against God, opposing God. So as believers, we cannot be deceived of what's happening in the spiritual realm. It's a part of us. We are first spiritual beings that live in a body that has a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. So we're first spiritual beings because we come from the spiritual realm. We come from God. So we have to begin to understand what's happening. And so what God is doing is actually warning us. And I had to set that up first because I wanted you to know what God revealed to me and how he revealed it to me. But what God is doing is warning us about the spirit of pride. Some of the characteristics of the spirit of pride is big-headedness, it's arrogance, self-importance, thinking that we're better than other people, thinking more about yourself than others independent think that you don't need god in your life think that you can just do everything on your own self-sufficiency always critical of others and condemning other people dishonor authority desire a desire to be served you want to be served you want people to serve you boastful controlling so what we have to know is we have to begin to close those doors so that the enemy won't be able to attack us in certain areas of our lives that's the only way a spirit can attach itself to you if you allow yourself to be open with unforgiveness, bitterness. That's why we have to let go of things that have happened in our lives. We don't need to hold on to that stuff. God doesn't want you to be in bondage. Jesus Christ came to pay a price for you to get out of bondage, to set you free. So you don't have to bound yourself to unforgiveness and bitterness in your life. You have to let it go. So this scripture that God gave me is I'm going to read it out to you. As I was praying, God released it in my spirit. And he said, if my people, it's actually in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. But, you know, before I read it out, I used to think of this scripture on a broad scale, a broad scale. I never related, related it to my life, my life or what's in my home, my individual personal life. And what we must begin to do is don't look on at this scripture when I read it out. Don't look at this scripture on a broad scale, but begin to look at it in your household, your individual life. So it reads, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will I forgive their sin and will heal their land. So what God is saying, he wants to begin to heal your land. He wants to heal, heal your territory. Heal your finances. Heal your relationships. Heal your illnesses that may be in your body. Heal your situation, the circumstances that you're going through even right now. He wants to heal your land. But first, you have to do these things first. Many scriptures in the Bible, first of all, is conditional. That means you have to do this and then, do, and then you will get this in return. 
So what God is saying, do this first, which is to humble yourself. This is how we get rid of the spirit of pride, to humble ourselves, coming before the presence of God and seeking his face and praying to God. When we begin to pray, this is why one of the reasons why prayer is so powerful because prayer is means in Hebrew is intercession, is interceding. It also means to break, break up, break through. So when we're praying, when we're praying, it is breaking the attacks of the enemy, breaking the attacks of the enemy so that you could begin to get free and get and, and get the enemy off of you. That's why it's important to be in prayer because you don't know what's coming up against you. But when we begin to yield to God, when we begin to yield to God and God begin to tell us to come and pray, we don't know what God is doing. We don't know why God is calling us to prayer, but we just have to be obedient and yield to him. So he's saying he wants us to humble ourselves, humble ourselves and turn from our wicked ways, turn from the sinful things that we've been doing, turn from pride, turn away from those things and, and turn back to him. Repent. We have to repent. And then he said he will forgive us of our sins and will heal our land. God is taking us somewhere, but he doesn't want us to carry that baggage with us. He wants us to release ourselves from this spirit of pride so that he can begin to heal you, heal your situations, heal your circumstances. So I pray you guys that this message was helpful to you on today. I encourage you to continue to seek the presence of God, continue to seek him, continue to stay in your word. I'm praying for you and you know I love you. But guess what? Jesus Christ loves you so much more. I want you to go out and inspire the world around you to be purpose unstoppable.